Welcome to another inspirational teaching by Pastor Mike Foreman, Senior Pastor of the First Baptist Church of Level Plains. For more information about Pastor Mike and the church, please visit our website at www.fbclp.life. Let's join Pastor Mike now as he shares from God's Word. How's everybody doing tonight? It's so good to see you. Glad that you're here to join us on this Christmas Eve celebration. And uh, we're so thankful that we could come together and celebrate the greatest light that ever came in the world, the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we celebrate tonight, I want to just celebrate by telling you that all season, all this month, we've been talking uh, every Sunday morning about our Advent wreath and talking about the expectation of waiting for Christmas and thinking about the time that Jesus was going to come into the world to be the savior of mankind. And now we also celebrate in anticipation, not just the Christmas when Jesus came, but we celebrate thinking and remembering that he's coming back again. And so we think about in the meantime, God is with us. Jesus promised that he would not leave us as orphans, that he would be with us and he would dwell with us in the personhood of the Holy Spirit that he gave us. And all month long, we've been reminding ourselves that God with us gives us four particular things. First, we talked about how God with us gives us hope. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I turn on the news, when I read the newspaper, When I look at the headlines on Google, sometimes I'm reminded there's not much hope in this world. It seems like things at times will drag us down. And then in my own life, I experience times of depression, times of distress, times of struggle. Can you relate to that? But can I tell you tonight that no matter what you may be facing, that Jesus coming to be with us can give you hope. You can experience his hope. One commentator, one writer said this, that hope seemed to have disappeared from the nation of Israel. God through Isaiah promised a Messiah to come. Other prophets gave a similar message, but God was silent. And it seemed like in the silence, all hope was gone until we read in the gospels. In Luke chapter 1 about a man named Zechariah. And Zechariah and his wife had been praying for a son for a long time. And one day while Zechariah was in the temple ministering, God sent an angel to speak to him and promised him that a son was coming. We call him John the Baptist. And in that message, hope seemed to be stirred again for the nation of Israel. Because John would be the forerunner of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the one that was promised to come through all the prophets so long ago. And it was that God once again would bring a spark of hope. It would flow like water and it would grow like a seed for the nation of Israel. And you and I can experience that same hope today, especially tonight as we focus on and are filled with the gratitude of what God has done Already in your life, maybe past experiences, maybe just today you've experienced the goodness and the greatness of God. 
And I pray that it'll give you hope. Paul wrote these words in Romans 15, 13. He says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and with peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. But not only does Jesus leave us a hope, but Jesus being God with us gives us love. Probably the greatest love. John wrote to us in 1 John 4, and we have known and believe the love that God has for us. For God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. We love him, the Bible says, because he first loved us. This is the true love that knit together the universe and the love that God had that knit together you and me. It is a love that entered the world, it seemed, in a strange way, through a helpless little babe. You know, not much grander about Jesus' birth is given in the Bible. Shepherds in a quiet country. We talk about magi, men coming from the east, but that was two years later. All that surrounded Jesus that night seemed to be quaint. It reminds us that this love of God that has come to us It came in such simplicity, but it also came identifying with us. Think about, God knows who you are. He knows how many hairs are on your head, or maybe how many are not. God is very familiar with you because he loves you. And he sent his son Jesus to die in order that he would demonstrate his love for you. The greatest of all verses is John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, amen? That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But he didn't come just to give us hope and love, but he came that you could experience joy. Is it Christmas a joyous occasion. You're here with your family tonight. Say amen. 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 Isn't it great to be with family at Christmas? And it brings such great joy when the kids come in, parents from you know out of town, and they come in to visit, and you get to spend time with the grandkids. It's such a glorious time. It's a joy that God has given us by giving us his son, Jesus. Peter, talking about that joy in 1 Peter chapter 1, said this, talking about Jesus, whom having not seen, you love. Though now, he says, you do not see him, that is Jesus, yet you believe. You rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, he says, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Listen, this kind of joy that we're talking about tonight is deep. It it is a joy that is rooted in a savior, one who came and he lived and he died, but hallelujah, he lived again. Amen. And he did that because one day he wanted to save your soul. And one day he's going to come back and he's going to complete the ultimate work of redemption and take us to glory to be with him. That's a joy in expressed. That's a great joy that is characterized in the Bible. Jesus is coming back. 
That's the kind of joy that he offers us. But here's the reality. You and I tonight, whatever our circumstance, wherever we may be, we have to choose joy. Joy is not automatic. We have to decide here and now in this season of celebration, we have to decide to grab joy and hold on to the joy that God gives us and live in that joy tonight. No matter what the troubles uh, that are swirling about you may be, no, no matter what kind of pain or suffering that may be in your family life, we can choose to rejoice. We can choose tonight to let the Lord invade our hearts with his joy. It's our choice. Will we allow him to fill our hearts tonight? But not only that, and one of the greatest things that Jesus came, and one of the things that we celebrate tonight is that him coming to be Emmanuel, God with us, brought us peace. First of all, when we think about peace, I preached Sunday morning that it's not just about the absence of turmoil in life or the absence of war, but peace transcends far greater. Peace is about a wholeness or a completeness by which God gives us. Peace is that which God gives us through relationship with Jesus Christ because all of us were born enemies of God. We were born separated because of our sin. Our sin that was ugly and dark and black and it has caused death and yet God chose life for us. And he chose that life through his son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus would suffer at the hands of Pontius Pilate and the Roman government. And he would be crucified on a cross. And his blood would be shed. And he would raise from the dead on the third day in order that you and I could have peace with God. That he would turn us from being enemies of the Father to being his children. That's what we celebrate. That's the peace. The peace to know that I'm right with God. And God is right with me. Amen. How awesome is that to think about that God in his benevolent love in, in his love would allow me a sinner to have peace. There's peace as I celebrate tonight, knowing not only do I have salvation and I'm right with God through Jesus, but I also have peace knowing that if I were to die tonight, I'd be in his presence. Boy, there's no greater peace than to know your eternity is set. To know that you are going to be with the Lord. And I have a peace knowing that I'm going to be with him forevermore. But you know, that's futuristic. But what about tonight? What kind of peace can you have tonight? Yes, you can have peace with God. And I pray that he'll give you that peace through Jesus Christ, his son. And there is that peace in knowing that if I die, I'm going to be with Jesus. But what about my problems tonight? What about what I'm going through tomorrow morning or after Christmas when the joy seems to be gone? What about that peace? Well, Paul wrote in Philippians chapter four, these words, be anxious for nothing, he says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then here it is, tell God your pain, take God your suffering. Let God minister to you because he goes on and says that when we take it to God, he says, then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. This one who came to give us peace says, I'll give you that peace. And the peace that I give you, he says, will help guard your mind and your heart. My friends, this is the kind of peace that we have access to 
because God is with us. It is a peace that transcends understanding because it defies all circumstances and the problems and the pains that we may be going through. This is the peace that came because Jesus came into the world at Christmas. And that's the centerpiece of it all, isn't it? Tonight, we lit all four candles, the joy, the hope, the love, and the peace. But in the center is the Christ candle. Jesus is the centerpiece. Jesus is the one that brings us the hope and the joy, the love and the peace. Jesus is God with us. In Luke 2, the writer says, and so it was, that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she, Mary, brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Jesus. Jesus. Just think about that name for a moment. The name of Jesus. The Messiah who came into the world, again, in the most humblest of ways. He was human. He was an infant. He was poor. He wasn't rich. He was vulnerable. Think about that. And he was physically dependent on someone else. God with us came, listen, as one of us. How awesome is that? A miracle of the greatest of all miracles. And when we think about Jesus being in the middle of all of the Christmas celebration, and we think about him being our Emmanuel, God with us, I'll conclude by saying this, Jesus is the true fulfillment of all hope. If you're looking for hope, look unto Jesus. Jesus is the embodiment of love. Is there anyone greater? The Bible says God is love. That expresses our Lord Jesus. He is a lover of souls. Can you tell you tonight that Jesus is the source of joy? If you're looking for true joy, listen, you may try to find joy in a lot of different things in life, but true joy, lasting joy, a joy that supersedes anything that we may be going through is only found in Jesus Christ. And can I tell you tonight that Jesus is our peace. Our peace again with God, he is our peace. But lastly, Jesus is life. In John 10, Jesus said these words. He said, the thief comes, he says, he only comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I, Jesus said, have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. In John 14, 6, Jesus would talk about this life and he says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Jesus came in order that you may have life. And now as we have arrived at Christmas, it is our turn, it is our responsibility, it is our joy to open up our hearts and worship him. Let's receive tonight his hope, his love, his joy, and his peace. But ultimately, all of that means nothing if we don't receive his life. The Apostle Paul captures beautifully a great summary of what we've been talking about. In Romans chapter 5, he says these words, Therefore, 
Since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. He says we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they will help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. What a beautiful description of the life that is brought to us by Christ. And tonight on the eve of Christmas, let's be like those shepherds long ago. Let's eagerly go to our Savior and worship. Let us return glorifying and praising God when we find and we know and we experience all that he has promised to us. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for listening today. And remember, you can find more information about Pastor Mike and the church at our website, www.fbclp.life.